Okay, folks, so I have this new cat. His name is Steve. He never shuts up. <laughs> and this is the first time that we're podcasting over at my place since I've gotten Steve. So if you hear random cat yowling or like crashing sounds in the background, it's Steve going nuts. But also, welcome back to Inches and Ass Butts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm Rochelle. <laughs> I'm, I'm Lynn. <laughs> and I'm waiting for Steve to say something. Yeah. He's staring at us. He's so cute. He is such a happy cat. He's he's just like, why are you looking at me? We took some pictures of him, so we'll put it on Facebook so you mm-hmm. can see him and all his cuteness. We put this headband around his neck, <laughs> and so it kind of looks like a little red ass guy. <laughs> he so did cute. not like it. <laughs> he just was kind of like... This is why cats eat people in their sleep. Yeah. Well, mostly once they die, but still. Right, right, right. <laughs> you can tell he's like, I'm going to make a good meal out of you when you die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little afraid to go to sleep tonight, but that's fine. No, he'll just lay on you and crush your stomach. Ooh, I said that and he went like this. <laughs> he gave me a look. He's like, watch yourself, lady. <laughs> he knows we're talking about him. I oh, can he tell. Does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he very much, yeah, I'm talking about you. You stare at me. Whatever. Anyways. He's so cute. I'm totally in love with him. Yeah. Well, if you decide that you need him, you can always go over and pick him up, and he will, he'll just lay there like a sack okay. of potatoes. Okay, I love it. I gotta bring Killian over here mm-hmm. sometime for a sleepover. Yeah. And he'll just love Steve. Oh my god, I can't wait for them to meet. <laughs> Steve will probably just sit there and scream at him, because he's like closer, like his face oh, yeah. is closer to him, so he'll probably just sit there and go, Hey! <laughs> Hey! <laughs> I think it'll be Dude, great. Hey! Killian will just like love him nonstop. It'll be great. Steve needs to be tortured a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we should totally plan that like soon, like within yeah. the next month. I would really yeah, love to do that. Yeah, next time you come over to podcast, you'll have to bring Killian. Okay. We probably won't get to podcast though because your quiet time in this apartment is like 10, right? When Killian usually like conks out at like 9. Yeah, I feel like as long as we, like, we could probably do an episode or something like that. Okay. As long as we're just, like, not super loudly talking. okay. Because the walls in here are thin. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But we'll work it out. So. Okay, but even if we don't podcast, we're going to come over. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. (laughs) So today, we're talking about season four, episode nine, called I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is a scary movie. Did you ever see that movie? Okay, this is... I think I told this story before. This is the one movie that I watched in, like, fifth grade. That was, like, my first scary movie. Oh, really? And I watched it when I wasn't supposed to watch it and freaked myself right out. Okay. <laughs> and didn't sleep for, like, a couple of weeks very mm-hmm. easily. And I couldn't tell my parents because right. I wasn't supposed to watch the oh, movie, yeah. right? And so I was just, like, freaking out, but I couldn't do anything about it, oh, right? Oh, no. So, yeah. I vaguely remember them, like, running around trying to escape somebody, or I don't even, I don't remember, yeah. quite, honestly, but, yeah, yeah. I don't really remember it either, yeah. but. I just remember it being scary at the time. Yeah, it was scary, yeah. Yeah. I think the first scary movie I've, I saw, and maybe I said this already, but I was at a sleepover when I was, like, nine, mm-hmm. and it is a movie called Fire in the Sky, which isn't technically a horror movie, more of a sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. but it's about alien, an alien abduction, mm-hmm. and this guy gets restrained on this alien ship, and they stick a needle into his eye. Oh, and nope. it was, it just, that scene has just never quite left me. <laughs> that, that's the scariest thing that happens on it, but it yeah. is, like, graphic. Ew. You know what I mean? No. So, yeah, Mm-mm. totally gross. Nope. So we start out in a mental institution. There's a young woman named Anna staring into space. A woman asks, Anna, do you know where you are? 
You're at the Connor Beverly Beverly <laughs> Already, already I'm fucking up. <laughs> you're at the Connor Beverly Behavioral Medicine Center. Do you know why you're here? Do you remember what you did? You were hysterical. It took four people to restrain you. Anna says, I was trying to warn them. The woman says, Warn who? And Anna says, Everyone, forget it. It was <laughs> stupid. The woman asks, What are you trying to warn them about? Anna says, look, I get it. You think I'm nuts. If I were you, I'd think I'm, I was nuts, but it's all true. The woman says, it's okay. You can tell me. I'm here to listen. Anna says, the end is coming. The apocalypse. <laughs> the woman says, the apocalypse, like in the Bible? Anna says, kinda. I mean, same bottom line. This demon, Lilith, is trying to break the 66 seals to free Lucifer from hell. Lucifer will bring the apocalypse. So smoke him if you got him. <laughs> then Anna starts. She's just like, this is how it is. I folks. know. <laughs> I like Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, before, because Anna is in a couple episodes. Am I right about that? Mm-hmm. Um, like, looking back on it, I didn't really care for Anna too much. Like, I didn't dislike her, but I just didn't really care. Yeah, I don't remember thinking much about her. Yeah, but I like her a lot more this time around. And maybe it's mm-hmm. because I, I know her whole arc. Yeah, and you're, you know? like, paying attention closer yeah. to Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I, I like her a little better. Yeah. Um, so then Anna starts hearing a whispering noise, and she stares off into space again. The, the woman says, Anna? Anna says, sorry. The woman says, what were you doing? Anna says, nothing, just listening. The, the woman says, so you were saying that there are 66 of these seals in the world? Anna says, no, no, there are about 600 possible seals, and Lilith, Lilith only has to break 66 of them, and no one knows which 66 she's going to break. That's why it's nearly impossible to stop her. And that's why the angels are losing. That's why we're all going to die. So I think this is the first time we hear that there are so many seals Mm -hmm. and that only 66 of them have to be broken. I I wonder at what point the boys learn that. I don't remember, but this is also the first time that we learn that, like, by breaking the seals, Lucifer is going to start the apocalypse. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we cut to some time later. An orderly opens Anna's door to give her some pills. Annika, Annika? Whoa. <laughs> Where did that come That's from? That's a cute name, though. That is a cute name. <laughs> Anna is frantically drawing a stained glass window on some paper. The guard says, Anna. And when Anna looks at him, she gasps. The orderly says, what's the matter, sweetie? Anna says, your face. What happened to your face? The orderly says, I know. And his eyes turn demon black. He says, I'm downright kissable. He, <laughs> yeah. He shushes her and closes the door. Then Anna's then Anna mind powers the dresser to slam him against the door. He bangs his head on the window and passes out. Anna manages to get out of the room. And then we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to Sam at a bar playing pool with a dude. Sam says, Just give me a chance to win it back. The dude says, It's your cash. Dean comes up and says, Excuse me, my brother is a little sauce to be making bets. The dude says, hey, he insisted. Dean says, yeah, but you've already taken, what, two bills off him? I'm just saying. Sam says, hey, shut up, Dean. I'm fine. Dean says, no, you're not fine. You're drunk. Sam says to the dude, let's make it 500. He's been a little bit of a punk. Dean (laughs) Dean says 500. No, this is them, like, doing pool hustles, though. Well, yeah, Yeah. but also, like, you could tell he's just, like, it's like, dude, you're you're a little sloshed. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think Sam is probably sober and pretending to be. This is true. That's what what I think, that this is one of their, like, hustles. Yeah, like, oh, he's drunk. All of a sudden, he's really good at pool. Yeah, that's what I think. Mm -hmm. I might be wrong, but. It would make sense. I never thought of it that way. I just thought it was, like, drunk Sammy playing pool. But now that you say that, like, I'm like, oh, that's totally what it is okay yeah Yeah. 
So the dude says, sure, you're break. So Sam starts playing, but then he sees Ruby sitting at a bar looking at him. Sam puts his cue down and uh, tells the dude to keep the money. So Sam and Dean both walk over to Ruby. Did you say Sam puts his cute on? I think I said he put his cue down. Oh, okay. I just heard cute on. Sam puts his cute on and walks over. And it's like, I mean, okay. he does. He probably sees Ruby and he's like, do I look cute like this or like this? I know. This hair or this yes. hair? Yes. Yeah. Sam puts his cute on. Love Anyways. it. Dean says, you got a lot of nerve showing up anywhere near me. Ruby says, I just have some info and then I'm gone. Sam says, what is it? Ruby says, I'm hearing a few whispers. Dean's like, oh, great. Demon whispers. That's reliable. (laughs) Ruby says, a girl named Anna Milton escaped from a locked ward yesterday. The demons seem pretty keen on finding her. Apparently, some real heavy hitters turned out for the Easter egg hunt. Sam says, why? Who is she? Ruby says, no idea, but I'm thinking she's important because the order is to capture her alive. I just figured that whatever the deal is, you might want to find this girl before the demons do. Sam says to Dean, look, maybe we should check it out. Dean says, actually, we're working a case, but thanks. Ruby says, what case? Dean says, "Uh, we got leads. Big leads. (laughs) All of the things. All of the leads. Ruby says, sounds dangerous. Dean says, yeah, well, it sure ain't goose chasing after some chick who, for all we know, doesn't even exist just because you say she's important. Ruby says, I'm just delivering the news. You can do whatever you want with it. Far as I'm concerned, I told you, I'm done. Sam says, is he scratching something? Yeah, what is he scratching? Probably front my door. back. No, it's the front door. Oh, okay. He scratches at the front door sometimes. I'm not really sure. I've let him outside, like, with the little harness mm-hmm. thing out on the balcony, and he, like, literally gets as flat as he can to the ground and starts going, oh. Oh, that's so funny. Oh. And then he, like, it. he's just like, no, don't put me back in, put me back oh. in. And so it's like, you say you want out. But you really but don't. But you don't like, want out. Yeah. And you try and get back in the second that you're out. So anyways. But. How funny. He, maybe he, well, you know, he must know it's the door to outside. I was going to say maybe he just thinks it's a room he can't go into. Also maybe. But. I mean, no, he knows it's outside. He's yeah. been in and out the door in the carrier. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So Ruby says, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, I told you I'm done. Sam says, wait, this hospital Anna escaped from, it got a name. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving and baby. Sam's on his phone. He says, can I get a copy of the missing persons report? Then he gets off the phone and says to Dean, well, Anna Milton definitely is real. Dean says, it doesn't mean the case is real. This hospital is a three-day drive. Sam says, we've driven further for less, Dean. Dean shakes his head and Sam says, you got something to say, say it. Dean says, oh, I'm saying it. This sucks. (laughs) Sam says, you're not pissed for going after the girl. You're pissed Ruby threw us the tip. Dean says, right, because as far as you're concerned, the hell bitch is practically family. Boy, something major must have happened while I was downstairs, because I come back, and then you're BFF with a demon. Something major did happen. Oh, chicken, brown Brown chicken, brown cow. (laughs) I love it. Anyways. (laughs) Sam says, I told you, Dean, she helped me go after Lilith. Dean says, well, thanks for the thumbnail. Real vivid. You want to fill in a little detail? Sam says, sure, Dean, let's trade stories. You first. How was hell? Mm-hmm. Don't spare the details. I thought that was kind of a low blow. This is, yeah, this, okay, so I realized that as we were going further into this, that this is where I said Sam's a little punk. Oh. Not at the pool thing. I was like, okay. I didn't make any, I was like, hold on. I mean, he was kind of being a little punk, but also, what? yeah, this is where he's being a little punk. Right. <laughs> That's what I wrote it down for. <laughs> 
Yeah, he is. Side note. <laughs> so we cut to a flashback. The screen says, six months earlier, Sam is at a crossroads at night burying a box. He's drinking from a bottle and looks like he's been crying. Nothing happens, so he yells, come on, where the hell are you? Just then, a little down the road is a crossroads demon wearing a man's meat suit. <laughs> the demon says, I was wondering whether to come or not. I mean, you shot one of my coworkers. Don't take this the wrong way, Sam, but you don't look so hot, buddy. I guess burying your brother didn't agree with you. Sam holds up his arms and says, well, the demon says, well, let's see that special little knife of yours first. Sam pulls it out and puts it down on a barrel. Sam says, no devil's trap either. I'm not here to play games. The demon says, well, let me guess. You want to make a deal. And round and round the Winchesters go. (laughs) I'm sorry, Sam. That's not going to happen. The demon puts his hands down on the barrel and Sam grabs the knife and stabs the demon through his hand. Sam says, I don't want 10 years. I don't want one year. I don't want candy. (laughs) I want to trade places with Dean. The demon says, no. Samuels, just take me. It's a fair trade. The demon says, no. Sam says, why not? Lilith wants me dead. Just let Dean go and she can have me. The demon says, don't you understand, Sam? It's not about your soul. Dean's in hell right now, where we want him. We've got everything exactly the way we want it. You want to kill me? Go ahead. I've made peace with my lord. So we cut back to present day. Sam and Dean are at the medical center that Anna escaped from. They're talking to the woman who was speaking to Anna earlier. Sam says, the orderly has no recollection of Anna's escape. The woman says, apparently she knocked him unconscious. The blow caused some amnesia. He doesn't even remember coming into our room. Dean says, that's a hell of a right hook to knock out a guy. (laughs) That's got... Um, that, that's a hell of a right hook to knock out a guy that's got 80 pounds on her. The woman says, we think she may have planned this, waited behind the door. Sam says, right. You, you mentioned Anna's illness was recent. The woman says, two months ago, she was happy, well-adjusted, journalism major, lots of friends, bright future. Dean says, so what happened? She just flipped. The woman says, well, that's the tragedy of schizophrenia. Within weeks, Anna was taken over by delusions. Sam asks, uh, what kind of delusions? The woman says she thought demons were everywhere. It's not uncommon for our patients to believe that monsters are real. Dean says, well, that's just baddie. The woman says, um, the woman hands Sam and Dean some of Anna's sketchbooks, and the boys flip through them. Well, I'm, like, totally stumbling over my notes here. Sorry. I'll <laughs> and try we to haven't do even had anything to drink yet. I know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, after we get some takeout, we're definitely <laughs> going to have some stuff to drink. Uh, okay, so um, they're flipping through Anna's sketchbook. On one page are the words, Raising of the Rising of the Witnesses. Another is a picture of Sam Hain and the words, Sam Hain, the seal is broken. Dean says, that's Revelations. The woman says, since when does the book of Revelations have jack-o'-lanterns? Dean says, it's a little-known translation. The, the woman mm-hmm. says, well, Anna's father was a church deacon. What is a deacon? So a deacon is basically like kind of like a pastor. Okay. Sort of from what, I mean, I'm not totally sure. Okay. I think, but from what I am aware of, what is Oh, yeah, Steve he's going on the, the door um, frame. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, he's, I can see him. He's a weirdo. But. I can see you, Steve. <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh, he just found his own tail and he's chasing it now. <laughs> <laughs> he's been doing that frequently. Oh, he just got it again. <laughs> he's like, wait, where is he's it? He's got it. <laughs> and he's on the floor. <laughs> and 
he's out. He's down. Yeah. Oh my god, he's so cute. <laughs> I can't handle it. He is very cute. Yeah. And he knows it too, which is the problem. I love it. But yeah, a deacon is basically just like kind of a leader within the church. Okay. Yeah. So lead sermons, maybe? Um, I think a deacon, let me double check, but I think a deacon is like a certain denomination. Okay. Um, and I want to say that it's like, um, well, let me look. Okay. Deacon. (laughs) He's like, yes. So. Oh. This is being. I save all my church questions for you. (laughs) It's good because then I can like, you know, if I don't know, then I look it up. And then I know. What does a deacon do? So deacons can baptize, witness marriages, perform funeral and burial services outside of mass. So this is Catholic. Okay. Um, distribute Holy Communion, preach the homily, um, which is the sermon given after um, the gospel at mass. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So they're basically, it sounds like they're a pastor okay. of the Catholic church. Got it. But they're not a priest. Okay. So they must be like... Okay, so yeah, during the Mass, the deacon's responsibilities include assisting the priest. Okay, got it. So it's like the junior priest. Right, right, The JV version of... (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I don't know. Okay, so... I'm not Catholic. I have no idea. (laughs) So the woman says, well, Anna's father was a church deacon. When she became ill, her paranoia took on religious overtones. She was convinced the devil was about to rise up and end the world. I hope you find her. It's dangerous for her to be out there alone right now. We cut to Anna's parents' home. The boys knock on the door, but no one answers. Dean says, maybe they're not home. Sam says, both cars in the driveway. Dean tries the doorknob, and the door opens. So they go inside and call out for the Miltons, but they find their dead bodies instead. There's sulfur on the floor. Sam says, the demons beat us here. Whatever the deal is with this Anna girl. Dean says, yeah, they want her. They're not screwing around. All right, so I'm girl interrupted. And I know the score of the apocalypse. Just busted out of the nut box. Possibly using superpowers, by the way. Where do I go? Sam picks up a framed picture and asks, Hey, you got those sketches from Anna's notebook? Let me see them. They look at the stained glass window drawings, and we see the same window in the framed picture. Dean says, She was drawing the window of her church. Sam says, Over and over, if you were religious, scared, and had demons on your ass, where would you go to feel safe? So we cut to Anna's church. Sam and Dean are creeping around with their guns out. They find. (laughs) Sun's out, guns out. (laughs) That's right. They find her hiding and put their guns away. Sam says, Anna, we're not going to hurt you. We're here to help. My name is Sam, and this is my brother, Dean. Anna says, Sam? Not Sam Winchester. Sam says, Oh, yeah. Anna comes out of hiding and says, And you're Dean? The Dean? (laughs) Dean says, Yeah. The Dean, I guess. ego even at a time like this i know anna says it's really you oh my god the angels talk about you you were in hell but castiel pulled you out and some of them think you can help save us then to sam she says and some of them don't like you at all (laughs) to both of them she says they talk about you all the time lately i feel like i know you dean says so you talk to angels anna says oh no no way they probably don't even know i exist i just kind of overhear them they talk and sometimes i just hear them in my head Dean says, like right now? She says, not right this second, but a lot. And I can't shut them out. There are so many of them. Dean says, so they lock you up with a case of the crazies when really you were just tuning into Angel Radio. 
Anna says, yes, thank you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know. Sam asks, Anna, when did the voices start? Do you remember? She says, I can tell you exactly. September 18th. Dean says, that that's the day I got out of hell. Anna says, first words I heard, clear as a bell. Dean Winchester is saved. I really, really like that line. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that just kind of like stuck with me. Yeah, I like that one too. It's like, oh. Because you know who says that is probably Castiel. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. But I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense to I just to me. like imagine thinking of Cast being like all Victoria. Dean Winchester is saved. Dean Winchester is saved. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So to Sam, Dean says, what do you think? Sam says, it's above my pay grade, man. Dean says, well, at least now we know why the demons want you so bad. When they can get a hold of you, they can hear everything. The other side is cooking. You're one 900 angel. They smile at each other. She says, hey, do you know, are my parents okay? I didn't go home. I was afraid. Then Ruby busts in and says, you got the girl? Good, let's go. Anna says, ah, her face. <laughs> I just hope that no one ever has that reaction to me. <laughs> I know, really, right? Yeah. Like, please don't look. Yeah, and here's the thing. is Even if you think that, please don't say it. You I know, know right? Like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Sam says, no, it's okay. She's here to help. Dean says, don't be so sure. Ruby says, we have to hurry. Dean says, why? Ruby says, because a demon's coming, a big timer. We can fight later, Dean. Dean says, well, that's pretty convenient. <laughs> Showing up right when we find the girl with some big wig on your tail. Ruby says, I didn't bring him here. You did. He followed you from the girl's house. We got to go now. Sam says, Dean, and points to a statue crying blood. Ruby says, it's too late. He's here. Sam grabs Anna and says, come with me. Then he shoves her into a closet. (laughs) (laughs) Come here. Go. (laughs) Yeah. Sam pulls out a holy water filled flask. And Ruby says, no, Sam, you got to pull him right away. Dean says, whoa, hold on a sec. Ruby says, now's not the time to bellyache about Sam going dark side. He does his thing, he exercises that demon, or we die. So Sam puts the flask away. The door busts open, and in walks the demon. Sam puts his hands up, and the demon's eyes go demon white, like Lilith. The demon coughs and says, that tickles. You don't have the juice to take me on, Sam. Then he mind powers Sam down a flight of stairs. Dean pulls out the demon-killing knife, but the demon grabs him and says, hello again, Dean. They fight a bit, and the demon says, come on, Dean, don't you recognize me? Oh, I forgot, I'm wearing a pediatrician. But we were so close, in hell. Dean says, Alistair. Dean is getting his ass kicked. Then Sam suddenly stabs Alistair in the heart with a demon knife. Alistair says, you're going to have to try a whole lot harder than that, son. Then he struggles to pull the knife out of his own chest. Sam and Dean jump through a window to get away. Ruby has already gotten Anna out of the church. We cut to Sam stitching up his arm and and Dean spitting blood into the sink in their motel room. Dean asks, are you almost done? Sam says, I'm going as fast as I can. Dean says, good, because you know, I got a dislocated shoulder over here. Sam says, yeah, I'll pop it back in when I'm finished. I kind of feel like in order, like, you would probably fix his shoulder before you stitch yourself up. No. You don't think so? No. Okay. Bleeding versus something that's going to just stay that way. You know, okay, like, I he's know. not going to get worse. Okay. You know, like where Sam, potentially, if he doesn't stitch himself up, could keep bleeding. I guess. Know? I guess. Okay. <laughs> so Dean takes a long drink from a bottle of booze. Sam says, give me that. And Sam pours the booze onto his wound. Dean says, so you lost the magic knife, huh? Sam says, yeah, saving your ass. Who the hell was that demon? Dean says, no one good. We got to find Anna. Sam says, Ruby's got her. I'm sure she's okay. All right, come on. He goes over to Dean and gets ready to pop his shoulder back in place. Sam says, on three. One. And then he pops his shoulder in. I mean, that's 
That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Dean acts like it really hurts. Dean says, are you sure about Ruby? Because I think it's just as likely she used this to find Radio Girl and then brought that demon in to kill us. Sam says, no, she took Anna to keep her safe. Dean says, well, why hasn't she called us to tell us where she is? Sam says, because that demon is probably watching us right now, waiting to follow us right back to Anna again. That's why he let us go. Dean says, you call this letting us go? Sam says, yeah, I do. Look, killing us would have been no problem to that thing. That's why, for now, we just got to lay low and wait for Ruby to contact us. Dean says, yeah, how's she going to do that? Sam says, sorry, Sam shrugs. (laughs) Dean says, why do you trust her so much? Sam says, I told you. Dean says, okay, you got to do better than that. Hey, I'm not trying to pick a fight here. I mean, I really want to understand, but I need to know more. I mean, I deserve to know more. Sam says, because she saved my life. We cut back, or we cut to a flashback. The screen says six months earlier. Sam walks into his motel room. He looks drunk and he has black eyes. Then a man is in the room with him and Sam starts getting his ass kicked. Then a woman joins the fight. The woman says, thanks for keeping this warmed up for me, Sam. And she grabs the demon killing knife. Sam says, Ruby. Ruby says, it's nice to be back. This, did that I make totally, any sense? Yeah, so okay. Ruby was in somebody else's body at okay, that point. Okay, right, right, Which right, right. I totally forgot about. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's like, there's just the two Rubies. It's like, well, yes, but also, like, she hops into... She hops, yeah, there's a yeah. couple couple hopping moments. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She hops. <laughs> yeah. So Sam says, Ruby. Ruby says, it's nice to be back. Where I was, even for hell, it was nasty. I guess I really pissed Lilith off. Lilith off. <laughs> Imagine my relief when she gave me one last chance to take it topside, and all I had to do was find you and kill you. Sam says, fine, go ahead, do it. Then Ruby stabs the man and said to Sam. Ruby says, grab your keys, we gotta go now. So we cut to Sam and Ruby driving a baby. Ruby says, you know what sounds good? French fries. I'm starving. I, I just escaped hell. I deserve a treat. You know what thank you would be nice. Sam says, who asked for your help? Ruby says, you have no idea what I've been through. When Lilith, when, <laughs> I stumble over her name every time. When Lilith gets pissed, she gets creative. You want to hear about the corners of hell I've been in, Sam? Sam says, no, I don't. <laughs> Ruby says, and the things I had to convince her, and the thing I had to do to convince her I was sorry, that I could be trusted. Sam says, well, this will definitely get you an Xmas, a Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to just do that again. Sam says, well, this will definitely get you a fat Christmas bonus. She says, very funny. I'm a fugitive for you, Sam. I took all of this risk to get back to you. So, yeah, I deserve a damn thank you. Sam says, who asked you to save me? Ruby says, I'm just trying to help. Sam says, can you help me save Dean? Ruby says, no, nothing I know is powerful enough to do that. Sam suddenly pulls the car over to the side of the road. He says, then I have no use for you. Get out. Whose body are you riding, Ruby? She says, what do you care? You never asked me that before. Sam says, I'm asking now. Ruby says, some secretary. Sam says, let her go or I'll send you right back to hell. So we cut to a hospital. There's a comatose body who's listed as Jane Doe. It's the meat suit of current day Ruby. The doctors are there and they're about to unhook the life support. They pull out the breathing tube and the body flatlines. Just then, the body sits up and Ruby says, who do I have to kill to get some french fries around here? <laughs> we cut to Sam squatting in an old rundown house. Someone knocks on the door and it's Ruby. She holds out a paper and says, proof, this body is 100% socially conscious. I recycle. Al Gore would be proud. <laughs> Sam reads it. That's p- an old, uh, you can yeah. tell you're in an old season. Yeah, when, we hear like, Al Gore. Al Gore is mentioned. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Sam reads the paper and says, you grabbed a coma patient? 
Ruby says, you didn't want me to take a body with someone in it, and I made sure the spirit was gone. Um, apartment was empty. You happy? Sam says, why are you here? Ruby says, look, I can't bring Dean back, but I can get you something else that you want. Sam French says, fries. I know. After you give me some motherfucking french fries. <laughs> Sam says, huh, and what is that? Ruby says, Lilith. Sam says, you want me to use my psychic whatever. Ruby says, look, I know that it spooks you. Sam says, skip the speech. I'm ready. Let's go. She says, slow down there, cowboy. Sam says, just tell me what I have to do. Ruby says, look, Lilith is one scary bitch. When I was in the pit, there was talk. She's cooking up something big, apocalyptic big. Sam says, so let's kill her. Ruby says, you want to go in there and half-ass it like before? We have the time to get it right. Let's get it right. Sam says, okay, what do you want from me? Ruby says, well, a little patience and sobriety. Mm. Promise me that and I'll teach you everything I know. So we cut back to present day. Dean says, so what else did she teach you? Sam says, well, the first thing I learned, I'm a crappy student. We cut to a flashback. He's with Ruby and they have a demon tied to a chair stuck in a devil's trap. Sam tries to exercise the demon with his mind. The demon's smoke kind of comes out, but then goes back in. Sam tries again with the same results. Blood is dripping out of Sam's nose. Sam looks like he's got a huge headache. <sighs> the demon starts laughing, so Ruby stabs him with a demon-killing knife. She says, not funny. <laughs> we cut to some time later. It's like, it's almost to me, like, she seemed kind of like a little kid. Like, not funny. You know? yeah, yeah, it was a lot like that. Was, I liked it. It was kind of <laughs> cute. So we cut to some time later. Ruby is watching Sam take some aspirin. She says, just give it time, Sam. It'll get better. Sam says, what? I need more practice? She says, I'm not talking about pulling demons. I know losing Dean was... Sam cuts her off and says, hey, I don't want to talk about it. You know what? Where do you get off slapping me with that greeting card, time heals crap? What the hell do you know? She says, I used to be human, and I still remember what it feels like to lose someone. I'm sorry. She gets very close to them. They're the same height because Sam is sitting on a bed, <laughs> and she's standing. <laughs> half of his height. <laughs> yeah. She pulls her hand, or she puts her hand on his shoulder. He says, uh-uh, don't. I can't. Ruby says, Sam, you're not alone. And then she kisses him, and he kisses her back, but then says, no, no. He gets up and walks away from her. He says, what are you doing? Ruby says, Sam, it's okay. Sam sits down on the couch and says, no, that is anything but okay. Ruby says, what's wrong? Sam says, what's wrong? Where do I start? Ruby asks, is it because of the body? And she takes her jacket off and kneels in front of Sam. She says, because I told you, it's all me inside here. There's no one else in here. And it's nice inside this body, Sam. Soft and warm. Which, um, okay. Not to be a prude. <laughs> I don't feel prudish about it, but that's a... It's just kind of like... Ew. <laughs> I just imagine, like, I, that's not something you ever say to somebody ever. Like, it's no. nice. It's nice inside this body. Like, you ew. should try it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's like a, that's literally like, get all up in this. I know. Hop on in. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she grabs his hands and puts them on her side under her shirt. Sam says, what are you doing? Ruby says, isn't it because you're really scared to go there with a demon? Because it's wrong and it's bad and we shouldn't. Then Sam, then Sam grabs her head and like attack kisses her. He pulls her up and she straddles him. They make out. Clothes come off and they boff. <laughs> okay, it's deep farted. Oh, no. <laughs> and it smells so bad. Steve. He looks pretty content with himself. Oh, God. 
Sorry, I'm like, this is not the time to crack up. No, 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 it's okay. I was like writing these notes out like in a play-by-play, and then at some point I was like, I should stop play-by-playing and just say they have sex. (laughs) (laughs) And then he put his hand there, (laughs) and then she stroked him there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like that, all of that, it's that one like redheaded dude that's got like the deep voice. I am gonna give you up. Oh yeah, like, that's what started like, in my head for some that's reason. That's awesome. And I don't really know why. So we cut back to present day. Dean says, "Sam, too much information." Sam says, "Hey, I told you I was coming clean." Dean says, "Yeah, but now I feel dirty." Okay, well, uh, brainstabbing imagery aside, so far all you told me, uh, all you've told me about is a manipulative bitch who. Uh, screwed you, played mind games with you, and did everything in the book to get you to go bad. Sam says, yeah, well, there's more to the story. Dean says, just skip the nudity, please. Dean says, pretty soon after that, I put together some signs, omens. Lilith was in town, and I wanted to strike her first. So we cut back to a flashback. It's five months earlier. Ruby says, you're not ready yet. Sam says, it's now or never. Ruby says, no, we got to wait until you get it right. You haven't been too successful. Sam says, all right, I'll use this. And he grabs the demon knife. Ruby says, stop. You can't just fly in there reckless, Sam. We need you to take the bitch out. Sam says, oh, I'll take her out, all right. Ruby says, you got one shot, and you're it. And you're the only one who can do it, Sam. So if she kills you first, she stares at him, and Sam says, what? Ruby says, you don't want to... Ruby says, you don't want to survive this. It's a kamikaze attack. You want to die fighting Lilith. Sam says, that's stupid. Ruby says, no, it's the truth, because if you kill her and you survive this, then you have to go on without your brother. This isn't what Dean would have wanted. This isn't what he died for. Sam is trying to leave, but Ruby is blocking the door. Sam says, get out of my way. Ruby says, no, Sam, this is suicide. They tussle, and Sam slams slams Ruby up against the wall with a demon knife at her neck. Then Sam leaves. So they cut to Sam, still five months earlier, uh, walking down a residential street. He stops outside a house, and we can see through some windows a little girl. Sam sneaks inside the house and approaches the little girl. She turns to face him, and there are tears on her face. She says, please, I want to go home. Then two demons jump Sam, who drops a knife. They get Sam up against the wall, and one says, Lilith sends her regrets. She couldn't make it. Then Ruby is there. She kills one of the demons with her knife. She says to Sam, take the girl and run. Then she fights with the other demon. He gets the knife out of her hand, so it falls to the floor. He holds her against the wall and says, Ruby, you're in so much trouble. When we get down to the basement, the things we're going to do to you. Then Sam is there, and he exercises the demon with his powers. We cut to present day. Sam says, Ruby came back for me. Whatever you have to say, she saved me. More than that, she got me. She got through to me. What she said to me is what you would have said. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. Then someone knocks on the door and says, housekeeping. Dean yells, not now. The voice says, sir, I've got clean towels. Dean opens the door and says, couldn't you just leave them at the door? to the woman standing there. The house cleaner hands Dean the towels and then walks into the room and closes the curtains. She hands Sam a piece of paper and says, I'm at this address. Sam says, I'm sorry, what? The housekeeper says, go now, go through the bathroom window. Don't stop, don't take your car, don't pass go. There are demons in the hallway and in the parking lot. Sam says, Ruby? She says, okay, yes, so I'm possessing this maid for a hot minute, sue me. (laughs) Sam says, what about... Ruby says, coma girl, slowly rotting on the floor back at the cabin with Anna. So I've got to hurry back. I'll see you when you get there. Go. So we cut to Sam and Dean arriving at the cabin. Ruby says, glad you could make it. They go inside and see Anna. 
Sam asks her if she's okay, and she says, yeah, I think so. Ruby's not like other demons. She saved my life. Sam, or Dean says, yeah, I hear she does that. To Ruby, Dean says, I guess I, uh, you know. Ruby says, what? Dean says, I guess I owe you for Sam, and I just want to, you know. Ruby says, don't strain yourself. <laughs> Dean says, okay, then. Is the moment over? Good, because that was awkward. <laughs> He's like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> Anna says, hey, Sam, you think it'd be safe to make a quick call just to tell my parents I'm okay? They must be completely freaked. Sam says, Anna, your parents. Look, I'm sorry. Anna says, no, they're not. Sam says, I'm sorry. Anna starts to cry. She says, why is this happening to me? Sam says, I don't know. And then she sits up straight like she hears something. She says, they're coming. And the lights start to flicker. They shove Anna into a back room, and then they ammo up. Ruby asks, where's the knife? Dean says, uh, about that. Ruby says, you're kidding. <laughs> Dean says, hey, don't look at me. Sam says, thanks a lot. <laughs> Ruby says, great, just peachy. Impeccable timing, guys, really. Then the front door bursts open. In walks Castiel and Uriel. Dean says, please tell me you're here to help. We've been having demon issues all day. Uriel looks at Ruby and says, well, I can see that. You want to explain why you have that stain in the room? Castiel says, we're here for Anna. Dean says, here for her? Like, here for her? Mm -hmm. Uriel says, stop talking. Give her to us. Sam asks, are you going to help her? Castiel says, no. She has to die. And then the screen says, to be continued. Ugh. I hate it when they do that in these episodes. It's so annoying. It's like, okay, like... <laughs> Really? Yeah. Why? Just give us the answers, man. Just give us the answers. Yeah. But anyways, so, okay, my thoughts. Okay. So one of the things that just kind of was like, huh, you know, mm -hmm. um, was when they said, like, the 1-900 angel thing. Right. I was like, did they not have the rights to say 1-800? Well, like, 1-900 is the ones you pay for. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never heard of 1900. Oh, yeah. One, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I Not feel so this, old right I now. I feel like it was just one of those things. 1900 like, are the ones you pay for, like the, uh, usually the, the psychics. I don't know if it's still true, but it used to be true. The psychics and, like, the sex lines and stuff. Huh. Yeah. That's I, what 1900 yeah. is. Yeah. Well, the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that gets rid of that question. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Also, is this the first time that, like, this is called, it, this whole thing is called Angel Radio? Yeah, I think it is the first I mean, time. Because, I it's definitely been mentioned before, but I think this is the first time they call it Angel Radio. Right. I think it's the first time, yeah. Okay. Because I was like, I don't, like, this isn't the first time that it's been mentioned, but definitely. I was like, mm, it mm -hmm. tickled my brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, also, do we know what the yellow eyes mean yet? We don't, right? No, we don't. No, okay. No one has yellow eyes in this episode. Alistair has white eyes. I thought he had yellow eyes. No, no, no. I know. I, I said it, and I was like thinking about it when I said it. So. Oh. Yeah, he definitely has white eyes. Okay. I said he has white eyes like Lilith does. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. So, anyways, I was like. But, yes, yellow eyes. Oh, yes, different colors mean different things. That's right, yeah. So, they're like different levels of demon. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> Ruby's just about the only person that Sam can't kill after he does her. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, it'd be a spoiler to say anything. Yes. So I'm not gonna pain of, pain of death. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love but it. Also, well, I mean, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. But <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so uh, those are my thoughts. Um, okay. <laughs> what was your favorite moment from this episode? Oh, um, 
I think my favorite moment is when Anna says um, that she heard Claire Isabel, Dean Winchester, is saved. Because I just get yeah. such a kick out of thinking about Castiel, like, triumphantly announcing it over Angel Radio. Yeah. You know, that he did the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I did, I did like that one. That one, I think, is probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, for some reason, I don't know why, but this is the thing that just, like, keeps popping into my head when I'm thinking of a favorite. It's, like, the fact that when Sam was trying to er, adjust... Dean's shoulder or pop oh, Dean's yeah. shoulder back in place. He's like, on three, ready, one, crunch. And yeah. I was like, for some reason, I thought that was kind of like, it was, I don't know. It was kind of cool how it he did it. Yeah. Me yeah. And it tickled my funny, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Yeah. When, when I, I don't know why it's always stuck in my head, like Dean Winchester is saved. Anna just says it in such a way, you know, that yeah. just makes it sound really epic for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. That is, I think, one of my, if I had to pick like a favorite moment, that's probably my favorite moment mm-hmm. but then like for some reason the whole like shoulder crunching just keeps yeah. playing in my head and I don't know why yeah <laughs> and I wonder I mean they probably have their shoulders dislocated a few times. times yeah don't we see it one other time I, I think so yeah but I just like I wonder because that's not gonna work every time just like doing it on one so they probably have to mix it up on yeah, one, one number. two yeah, yeah. So they're just, but at that point I feel like I would just like tense up all the time I know right you know, just yeah you know? Yeah. Oh, Great. I'm gonna reset your shoulder. Clunk. You know? Right. <laughs> okay. I've never had a dislocated anything. Yeah. I have. I had a dislocated anything. I I think at one point when I was playing volleyball back in high school, mm-hmm. I my thumb Ooh. got hit with the ball mm-hmm. in a really weird way, and I think it like potentially popped it back out, but then it immediately went back in because yeah. it was like kind of swollen and bruised and that sort of stuff yeah. for a few days but it, I was able to move it and all that sort of stuff but mm-hmm. I remember it being like kind of loud and so oh, yeah. I think it might have like gone out and like immediately gone back in mm-hmm. but that sounds right yeah Ugh, gross Ugh. I sprained my thumb once I was uh, I played volleyball for six years like junior high and high school mm-hmm. and in one gym class I think when I was a junior I, we were playing volleyball in gym. And, of course, I'm playing, like, the right way, and everyone else is playing the gym way. You know what I mean? People who aren't in it. Yeah. And I went up to, like, spike the ball, and the guy behind me also went up to spike the ball. And I spiked the ball, and he spiked my thumb. Ugh. And it was one of the most painful things that I've had to experience. Yeah. I, like, almost passed out from the pain. Oh, yeah. But, and and then my hand immediately turned black. Like, yeah. my whole, like, the whole palm of my hand and yeah. my whole thumb. It was mm-hmm. super painful. Like, yeah. I felt so bad. I felt bad. Yeah. Because I was, like, in too much pain to, like, reassure him that I wasn't pissed at him or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's I, just like, you're just like. <gasps> I know. You're I was just like, like Ugh. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That hurt so bad. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Nope. Um, so do our interesting facts. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so it, the first one is, I know what you did last summer is a reference to the 1997 movie of the same name. Mm-hmm. So that must have been not that old when I saw Well, no, it would have been probably, because that was see, 97. So I would have been six when it came Yeah. Out. And I was like, and I 15, wouldn't have seen it. So 16. by the time I saw it, it was probably, yeah. So like, I saw it as like a teenager. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pretty into horror movies by that time. I was not. Yeah. Other than apparently, well, I had friends that were apparently. Oh really? And so because I was over at a friend's house, at right. a sleepover, and then they're like, "We're gonna watch this movie," and I'm like, "Okay." Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And then I watched it, 
because I didn't want to be the chicken, you know? Of course, yeah. <laughs> and then it was just the whole thing. But anyways, um, so, ooh, cat. Um, so it says, Anna Milton's last name recalls English writer John Milton, author of Paradise Lost, which describes the biblical fall of man and features Satan as a main character, mm-hmm. which I've never heard oh, yeah. of. Um, also, Jared and Genevieve had not officially started dating when this episode was filmed. Um, executive producer Robert Singer joked at a convention that when the team reviewed the footage from the sex scene, they all remarked that something must have been going on because Sam and Ruby having sex was just too hot. (laughs) I mean, it was hot, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean. It's like, you are definitely into this in more ways than one. Yeah, I I mean, there's, there's more sex scenes in the future, and I... I, this is one that sticks out to me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think because it is so steamy. Yeah, I know? remember this one and I'm like, ooh, they should should they, yeah. they should they be showing this? You know? Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's like nothing like inappropriate necessarily. Right. About there's it, no but body parts like, flopping about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no bits. <laughs> but yeah, it is yeah. super passionate and, uh-huh. and probably because they were like, hey. Thank God I get to make out with you now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah, so it says Jared and Genevieve got married a few years later. I would love to know if this was their first kiss, like if they kissed in real life or if, you know what I mean, like, or if their first kiss was on screen like that. Okay, like when we go to the convention in March in Vegas. Yeah. You need to ask this question. I am not going to ask the question. You need to get somebody to ask this question. is Is it rude to ask that question? I feel like no. That's not like... I don't know. It's just like it's about their private life. I just feel like maybe. But they're so open about it. That's you true. Know, like I don't know. Not, Part of me feels like it's crossing the line to ask that question. I mean, I guess it depends on how you ask it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're just like, like, hey, we were curious. Like, was your first kiss with Genevieve on the set, or did you guys like, you know, kiss or whatever before that? You know. Yeah, I'm not gonna ask because I don't like to talk to famous people. But you can. I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> but I might see if I can get somebody else right. to ask. Let's see if we can get Kelly to ask. Kelly's my aunt. Yeah. She would do it in a very respectful way. Yeah. She knows she's how to like, do that. We're she's just good curious. at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I could see and she'd probably like it kind of like, hey, Yeah. We just want to know. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny. Yeah, she could It'd do it good. in the right yeah, way. She'd do it well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'd have to well, and the thing is though, is their panels is you have to like submit your question and then like yeah see if you get picked and then you have to stand in the line in the order that they put you in and mm-hmm. then see if you get at like if you get a chance to ask your question because right. there's a lot of people that are in the line generally that don't get to answer the question that's get true their questions asked because they either like take too long answering it or you know, yeah it's there's just, just like, not enough thing, time you know, for all like, the questions right yeah so which i think they do on purpose so that way there's no like obviously they're not gonna have issues like with people asking them questions because they're like the main guys, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I think I could see why they would want to do the filtering though. Oh yeah, because like I can only imagine how many questions they would get about like, what's your favorite food so I can eat it every day? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> that right. sort of thing. So that's true. But yeah, mm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so the research for this week is, um, about Claire audience. This is off of, uh, sentinel and enterprise.com. Um, so this is like a blog sort of thing. And it's this person from what I've gathered, it's this person named Bonnie that is like, 
some sort of like is like professed herself to be some sort of like medium type person. Okay. Um, and so it sounds like you can write to her and then she might answer your question. On I see. The blog or something okay. like that. So it says, Dear, oh, this, I said, where's from? Yeah. It says, Dear Bonnie, I am hearing ringing in my ears and songs popping up in my head that seem to play over and over. I've even heard voices outside my head and have turned to see if anyone's around, only to find no one. Am I going crazy? <laughs> from Cindy. <laughs> Jeez. And it says, Dear Cindy, um, I assume that you're not going crazy. Clear audience, sometimes called the gift of clear hearing, is when you can tune into the spirit world and receive messages from up above by actually hearing voices or sounds. Um, you may physically hear people speaking words or even full sentences, um, thoughts of those in the spirit world, or even a loved one's voice. Many hear the voice of God or the angels. Uh, music that you're hearing may hold a secret or special message just for you. Um, bells and buzzing noises or that voice inside your head that tells you to take another route and saves you from an accident are all signs of being clairaudient. Um, I've never heard that term before. I've heard clairvoyant. Right, same. But I think this is just, it's like the same thing, but you're just hearing okay. things. Right. From what I've gathered. Okay. I could be wrong. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. don't know. But I feel like this kind of goes in with the angel radio sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. So, um, it says, sometimes you may even hear complete conversations, either upon waking or before going to sleep. Um, clear audience is a great way to receive messages for you or others who might need some guidance or a loving message from the other side. You can build this psychic sense by paying attention to the noises around you or even really listening to someone who is having a conversation with you. Excuse me. Um, our everyday lives can be so busy and our minds so full of thoughts about everything around us that we tend to never listen to that quiet, the, the quiet, that quiet little voice mm -hmm. <laughs> inside that's trying to guide us. If you want to become a better clear audience, find some time to quiet your mind and become better at listening to those sounds coming through. Take the time to find a quiet place outside, maybe under a tree or sitting on a park bench, and close your eyes and tune into the sounds of what's happening around you. Listen to the different kinds of sounds the birds are making, each one being unique, and try to pick out which bird has what voice. Are there children playing around you? Are they laughing or having fun at a game? Listen to the squirrels rustling the branch leaves as they scurry up a tree. Do you hear the wind blowing briskly past you? Pa past, past you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get the idea. Become a better listener. This exercise will give you more self-confidence than listening to the sounds that appear inside or outside your mind. You may even hear a knock on the door only to get up and find there's no one there. This is a spirit... Or this is a spirit trying to let you know that they want to come into your life so you can receive the signs. Which to me is just kind of creepy, but okay. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, it says, when giving psychic or mediumship messages, um, being clairaudient is one of the most influential ways of giving a message. Um, names can be given or evidence to whom you're trying to reach may be coming in loud and clear. Um, and so she's saying, what, this is all from like first person. So she says, when I'm giving a message, I start to uh, listen to the guide or loved one coming through. And it's just like having a conversation with your next door neighbor. The different accents and tones of, of voices coming through clearly make the conversation strong um, and bring in the evidence with no doubt of who is coming through and speaking. A dad with a big laugh or a mom with a heavy Italian accent leaves no doubt as to whom I've connected with. Um, many times I'll wake up and hear myself and my mom in heaven having a full conversation and let's not leave out the angels that love to give us guidance along our path when i'm giving an angel when i'm giving an angel card reading this okay when i'm giving an angel card reading i think so okay i'm like hmm. um it's always under the guidance of listening to the angels telling me what cards to choose for my client hmm 
Um, last but not least is the voice of God, either inside or outside your head, coming through loud and clear when he needs to get your attention. Uh, it says, believe me, it will not matter where you are if God wants to have a conversation with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said, the night I accepted my first date with my now husband of 32 years, I heard the voice of God telling me I was going to marry him. Um, to my surprise, eight months later, we were married, and I do thank God on a daily basis for his special love that I was waiting for. Um, it says, so when you hear those voices or that music, pay attention. It might just be the greatest message you'll ever receive. And so it says, she's a psychic medium Bonnie Page. Huh. So. I also feel like she should have been like, hey, if voices are telling you to harm somebody or yourself, <laughs> yeah. you need to go to the doctor. Like, that's, I no, feel like that's just the, that's the crazy voices. Those aren't that you know. That's, yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. need to go to a doctor. <laughs> or, sure, yeah. yeah. If you are hearing voices that are telling you to do things that you probably shouldn't be doing, then you should think twice about it and go and talk to somebody, you know. A guy that I know, um... Uh, so I knew this guy, he was like best friends with a boyfriend that I had back in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't go to my school at all, but we hung out a couple times, even just the two of us hung out a couple times. Yeah. And, um, his name is James and I heard maybe five years later after, after we graduated high school that he, uh, was schizophrenic mm-hmm. and living in a apartment and his, one of his best friends lived down the hall in the same apartment. And he went into his best friend's apartment with a screwdriver and killed him. Like, stabbing him in the face and chest with a screwdriver killed him. Because he thought he was the devil. Yeah. And so, I mean, at that point when I heard this, he was living in a, you know, a facility. But isn't that that insane? I don't mean... I don't mean to say... Like, no, no, yeah, like, it's... I mean, the story's insane. Yeah, the story's I don't insane. I mean, he's insane. I mean, yeah. obviously, hopefully he's got all the medicine that he needs now and is, you yeah, know, in a better good place, yeah, and, and is happy in his mind and all that, but, yeah. you know, it's a crazy thing that I know someone who's done that. Not that I saw yeah. him after that, oh, ever, yeah. you know, but... Yeah, that's still kind of, uh, it's a little creepy. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. With a it's, screwdriver. Like, and what do you... Like, yeah, how at that point, like, if you were to see this person afterwards, it's like, what do you even mm-hmm. do or say? You know, yeah. like, how do you act yeah. around this That's person? how I heard the you story know? anyway. Maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's different than what I heard, but I that's, no yeah. 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 Huh. I know. That's interesting. Yeah. What a thing. I know. It just makes you think about all the, all the people out there who have, like, who maybe have schizophrenia and are hearing things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To yeah. that tell them to harm people because, mm-hmm. you know. That's just how they're the devil, or, or yeah, or, you know, yeah, or how it's not functioning. I guess. Yeah. How how do you function when you're hearing voices tell you to do things? You well, know? hopefully, you hit a certain. Hopefully, you would hit a certain point of like, okay, this clearly is like a voice, and it's mm-hmm. not like it's just me hearing voices, and it's not like real, you know. But yeah. you don't know. I mean, you yeah. know, they, half the time it's like. I'm sure if you were to hear that often enough, you'd probably think you were going insane and you were actually hearing the voices, you know, right, rather than yeah. like, oh, well, this is weird and this is happening to me, but it's not, you know, mm-hmm. like this isn't real, you know. Yeah, I, I knew one girl in high school. I, I knew her. I knew her. <laughs> I knew her. I knew her. <laughs> well, that's inappropriate. Wow. <laughs> High noon. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. I, I, I knew her for years before that. We were we were close when we were a, a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had kind of 
not been close for a few years and um, we sat next to each other in psychology and I remember coming in a little early and she was sitting at her desk bawling her eyes out and I remember that she had been sort of an emotional person in general mm-hmm. you know but I was like what is wrong like what's happening what yeah. can I do yeah. and she was like every time I look in like a mirror or some glass you know where I can see my reflection all I see is a skull staring back at me that's and terrifying. I was like let's go to the let's go to the counselor's office <laughs> like, right let's now please go talk to and somebody so, about and this. so I dragged her down to the counselor's office and mm-hmm. they just let us sit in there for hours playing darts <laughs> while, while she kind of calmed down and you yeah know, but she was she was on a lot of different medications by that time for yeah. stuff you know so mm-hmm. and I think that is the, the prime time that schizophrenia usually appears in people is yeah. like late teenage I think that's like when it happens to most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's. Oof. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine how terrifying that would be. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's your reality. That's really happening to you. It yeah. Just it's would not be so like. Scary. Is, yeah, yeah. It's like you can't separate the, you know, facts from the fiction. Yeah. 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 It would but. just be terrifying. So. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways. What is your edge or aspect oh, for this week? Oh, okay, okay. So yesterday I was drinking a cup of coffee, all right? So I make, I make a big cup of coffee, right? And very strong. Yeah, and strong. And I drank about half of it, maybe three-fourths of it. And mm-hmm. I, um, uh, you know, it takes me a long time to drink a cup of coffee. I like to sip on it for hours, okay? Yeah. And so it's like three-fourths of it gone, and Eric um, is wake, woken up for the day and is down in the kitchen with me. And he looks in my coffee cup and he looks puzzled. And I'm like, what? And I kind of slosh the coffee around. And it looks like there's a black ring around the bottom, like maybe sediment or something. But it doesn't look like that. And it kind of is moving with the liquid. And I was like, what is that? Yeah, I dump it out and one of my hair ties had fallen in it. And I hadn't used a hair tie. How did you? (sighs) What? I don't Did know. Did Killian put it in there? I mean, he must have. He had to. But have. it was so shocking. It was, <laughs> I mean, I was just drinking it like nothing. I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I brought the cup up to the bathroom. I'm not even positive if I did that or not. But yeah, <laughs> it really freaked me out. You'd be like, how did this even get in here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Killian. Just blame it on Killian. Yeah. He must have done it. I didn't have that thought until just now that he must have done it. <laughs> It'll melt your brain a little bit less if you just assume yeah. that he did it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Eric and I were just so like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this? How did that yeah. happen? Yeah. It was yeah. pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you like guessed it right away. Is it a hair tie? Because I did not... <laughs> In my, yeah, all I could think of was that it was like sediment from the coffee, you know? Well, I think so. The only reason why I guessed hair tie is that somebody, I think it was like a patient or a client or something that I had had at one point. Yeah. That said that their cat liked to grab hair ties if they were out and about and put them in cups. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Even if the cup was full of liquid. Like, mm. the hair ties belonged in the cups for some reason. Oh, and that so would drive me crazy. she'd like be you know she'd go and leave and come back and there'd be like a hair tie in her water glass or she'd go and, yeah. leave and come back and she'd be drinking her coffee and find a hair tie in the bottom mm-hmm. of it or whatever you know and because she this this cat like she had to hide her hair ties so the cat wouldn't like carry them around and drop them in her drinks mm-hmm. but my old cat tiki loved to play with tampons <laughs> so she would 
unused ones, <laughs> mind <laughs> you. She would she would get them out of the box and unwrap them and <laughs> get them out of the applicator. And it's because it's got that string, you know. She'd just be batting the tampon around the house. She's not, yeah, kind of great. She loved it. I haven't. I've been lucky that Steve hasn't had any like weird. Has he had any weird things? No, I mean, he doesn't shut up, like, ever. This yeah. is the most quiet. Okay, but I guess if you're, like, sitting down mm-hmm. and, like, in one spot, he's like, okay, I can relax. But then if you're, like, up and moving around, he's following you around. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. It's like, dude, you know. That's sweet, yeah, though. So, he doesn't, I, I'm so glad he doesn't steal my hair ties. Because mm-hmm. I need those things. Yeah, yeah. I can't be going around looking for them all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need them when I need them. <laughs> So what was your Ijit or Aspen moment? So my, uh, okay, hold on. This is getting weird. Okay, so my, I'm guessing it's, so it's kind of an Ijit moment and also kind of an Aspen moment. So I took Steve to the vet. Yeah. And I'm having to put this eye ointment in his eye, or in his one of his eyes, because he got conjunctivitis, basically, mm-hmm. which is like pink eye for cats. Right, right. But like... It's probably from the shelter, and he got, like, a piece of litter or something in his eye, and yeah. it just, like, really pissed off his eye. It's not, like, necessarily, like, an infection infection. Okay. Like, pink eye, from what I understand. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. he kind of made it sound like it was a little bit different than, like, pink eye. It was just, like, he probably got something in his eye, and nobody saw it because nobody was really paying attention to it. And so mm-hmm. it's just been kind of, like, it wasn't oozy or anything, but he kept getting a lot of, like, crusties and stuff, yeah. and I was like, I don't think this is normal. So, yeah. I've been having to put this ointment in his eye, which is, you know, he actually takes it pretty well. Like, I just kind of, like, pin him down and pry his eyeball open, and he just kind of sits there and goes, Ugh, you know, yeah. and I squirt it in, and then he just is, he just sits there. He doesn't try and run off or anything afterwards. That's pretty amazing. But, yeah, I got lucky at it, you know, because a cat that I don't know very well yet, could I could be missing eyeballs myself. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but... So, one morning, as I'm trying to get to work, so I'm, like, pinning him down, right? And I'm putting the stuff in his eye. And then I got a bunch of it, like, on his eyelid. Mm-hmm. And, because it all, like, when you squeeze a thing, it doesn't, like, stop coming out. Okay. And so, like, I was trying to, like, put the, I was, like, trying to get it on, or in his eye. And then I'm, like, trying to put the cap on. And then I had to, like, run and grab, like, a paper towel or something like that to try and wipe his eye off. And I come back, and he's licking his paw and wiping and his wiping eye. And wiping his eye. And so oh. he just ate that big glob of eye ointment Gross. or whatever. And I'm, like... Oh, no, because he almost made me late for work. Right. (laughs) I was like, hmm, because I'm, like, on the phone with the vet going, like, um, he just ate this eye ointment. Like, is he going to die? Do I need to take him in right now? Like, what's going on? You know, and they're like, oh, it should be fine. But I had to wait on hold for quite a while because my guess is that the vet was probably in with somebody else at the time. Yeah. And so I was like okay, you know, like, I gotta go to work. Also, I want to make sure my cat doesn't die while I'm gone, you know, right, like, yeah. come on. And so, yeah, he was being a little ass butt and ate his eye ointment. And, oh, jeez. Yeah. So that was, that was my, that was my moment. Yeah, but he hasn't tried to eat it, before, like, since then. No, he does, because he, he's trying to, like, clean his face off, right? right? Because it kind of, like, you put it in and it's like a, it's kind of oily, mm-hmm. and so, like, when he blinks a few times, it kind of, like, gets it around It'll his, like, come. eyelashes and that sort of stuff, so it kind of, like, gets on his eye, and so he, like, cleans it or whatever yeah. afterwards, but now I know that it's fine if he does that. It's yeah. not going to have any bad side effects, but still, I was just kind of like, um, dude, just yeah. why? Yeah. So, it was a little bit kind of scary. <laughs> I would freak but, out. Yeah. That would have like, freaked oh, me out. No. It was fine, though. <laughs> 
Well, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.